Welcome to the Gut Podcast. I'm Mary McQueen, Senior Lecturer and Consultant in Gastroenterology at the University of Aberdeen, Scotland, UK, and current visiting research fellow at the National Cancer Institute in the USA. In my capacity as Education Editor, I'm hosting this podcast today. This month, we are discussing the current Editor's Choice manuscript entitled Phase 2B Multi-Centred Randomised Trial of Bacivivir versus Atecavir in Asian Patients with Chronic Hepatitis B. This is presented by Professor Manfred Huyen and colleagues from the University of Hong Kong, along with collaborators from South Korea. I'm delighted to be joined by Professor Manfred Huyen today. Welcome to the podcast. Your paper reports on the treatment of hepatitis B with a novel agent. Firstly, can you remind us of the global epidemiology of hepatitis B infection and the potential consequences of this? Yes. Um, in fact, uh, there are at least 350 to 400 million people infected with chronic hepatitis B infection. And uh, more importantly, these people have a chance of getting, developing cirrhosis and hepatocellular carcinoma. It is estimated around 20 to 25 to 40 percent of these carriers will eventually develop these complications if they are le- left untreated. What are the currently available treatments for hepatitis B and what are the problems associated with these? Uh, In fact, there are two groups of treatment. The first group is immunomodulator, namely the conventional or the peculator interferon. The second group is what we call oral antiviral therapy and they refer to leukocyte or leukotide analogs. And these agents include lamivudine, adefovir, telbifidine, antikovir, and tenofovir. And what are the problems associated with these? Um, the problem is uh, for interferon, they, they have a finite therapy of duration, but um, the main problem is it is associated with low response rate. Around 30 to 40% of patients who may have hepatitis, e, hepatitis B E0 conversion upon treatment but uh, the HPV DNA level remains to be high after they stopped the therapy. And also the interferon therapy uh, so is associated with a lot of side effects clinically. For oral antiviral therapy, it is effective in suppressing the HPV DNA, but it should be taken into long-term basis. And uh, clinically, they are associated with very minimal side effects. Your paper investigates the use of a novel agent, Bacivivir, for the treatment of hepatitis B. Tell us more about this drug. Uh, In fact, uh, Bacivivir is one of the leukocyte analogs, belongs to a group of what we call a psychic leukotide. It is against, it is active against uh, the wild type as well as the resistant hepatitis B virus. And it is developed in the um, uh, South Korea. Is there any data already available on the efficacy of Bacivivir for the treatment of hepatitis B? Uh, there are at least two uh, phase one studies published uh, for Bacivivir. And uh, the first one uh, was a study using Bacivivir for hepatitis B wild type infection uh, given for four weeks. And it was associated with a three to four logs reduction in the HPV DNA after four weeks of treatment. The second um, phase one study recruiting patients who were drug-resistant uh, hepatitis B infected. And uh, this um, uh, study 
uh, used uh, the bisulfovir for 12 weeks, and it was associated with four locks reduction in the, in the HPV DNA after 12 weeks of therapy. So now let's consider the current trial. What were the study objectives? Uh, the current trial, the study objective is to select the optimum dose of bisulfovir, uh, as well as to show a long inferiority of bisulfovir to antiquivir in terms of the HPV DNA reduction. And the other objectives included the safety and the tolerability of two doses of bisulfovir as compared to antiquivir. And the study was performed um, or assessed at after week uh, 48 of treatment for both therapy. Can you briefly describe the trial design to us? This is a randomized double-blind multi-center study involving two uh, con countries or city, um, several centers in the South Korea and one center in Hong Kong. Um, the patient will randomize to receive either bisulfovir as a dose of 90 milligram daily or bisulfovir 150 milligram daily. And the third group of patients will be receiving would be receiving antiquivir 0.5 milligram daily for 48 weeks. And the randomization was one to one was in one to one to one ratio. So let's talk about the patients. How were the patients recruited to this trial? And were there any inclusion and exclusion criteria? Um, the patient were recruited from nine centers in South Korea and Hong Kong. And these patients were all treatment naive and uh, they can be either uh, e-antigen positive or e-antigen negative. And for e positive patient, the HPDNA should be as, at least greater than 20,000 IU per mil. And for e negative patient, the HPDNA level should be greater than 2,000 IU per mil. And we also require the patients to have the ALT elevation between 1.2 to 10 times upper near of normal. Were there any exclusion criteria applied to the trial? Um, there are some ex exclusion criteria, including uh, concomitant hepatitis C or hepatitis D infection, patients with HIV, and patients with um, evidence of the compensated liver disease or hepatocellular carcinoma. And also patients who took uh, alcohol uh, excessively should, al should also be excluded in this trial. So moving on to the results, what were the main findings? Uh, for this particular study, we find that after 48 weeks of treatment, bisulfovir for at two doses were associated with five locks reduction of HVDNA for E positive patients and E negative patients. And compared to and compared with antiquivir, treatment with these two doses of bisulfovir for 48 weeks achieved an equal potency of HVDNA suppression. And there were no serious adverse events observed in all the groups of patients receiving either both bisulfovir or antiquivir. Was there any evidence of biologic breakthrough or the emergence of viral mutations to this agent? And there was one patient who experienced a, a biological breakthrough. However, we did not find any emergence of viral resistance, including this patient. And these patients who had biological breakthrough, the medication were continued and subsequently the HVDNA turned back down to undetectable level. Okay, so following on from that, from the trial data, 
Were there any other safety concerns about Bisifovir? There's only one uh, side effects concerning Bisifovir, that was the canadine depletion. And uh, we need to top up the patients with canadine level by supplement using the canadine supplement tablets. And um, this is the only um, uh, side effects or abnormal findings in patients who are receiving Bisifovir. Finally, in light of the trial findings, how will Bisifovir fit into the clinical arena as a hepatitis B treatment strategy? I believe, according to the result of this particular study, uh, Bisifovir should be one of the important backbone agents for long-term treatment for chronic hepatitis B for both the wild-type and resistant virus. And we think that uh, both Bisifovir has a potential to be developed, uh, in particular for patients who are multi-drug resistant hepatitis B infection. Well, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. I'd like to thank Professor Munson Nguyen for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you.